From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. Above all, it's a show about what's next, creativity, and the innovation and technology that are changing how we work and shaping the future of business throughout our state. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers who may challenge the status quo, but also make their dreams a reality. I'm Joel Shetler, your host and editor of Finance and Commerce, Minnesota's oldest business newspaper and online publication. Thanks so much for joining me. As a construction lobbyist for the Associated Builders and Contractors of Minnesota and North Dakota, Adam Hansen is a familiar face at the Minnesota State Capitol. This spring, Hansen wrapped up his fifth legislative session as ABC's Director of Government and Public Affairs. But before he went to bat for merit shop contractors, Hansen shadowed the likes of Joe Maurer and Tori Hunter as a bat boy and clubhouse attendant for the Minnesota Twins. A graduate of Hamlin University and William Mitchell College of Law, Hansen also served as a Minnesota Senate Legislative Assistant, a law clerk for the Institute of Justice, and communications intern for Governor Tim Pawlenty, among other jobs. In the following interview, Hansen talks about his duties with ABC, a potential follow-up to the recent special legislative session, and what it was like to retrieve bats and balls for the hometown team. Well, thank you for, for joining joining me here, and um, really appreciate your time. And uh, I guess uh, maybe if you don't mind, we can just dive right in. Yeah. Um, and so I'm pleased to be joined here with Adam Hansen. Um, and Adam is the Director of Government Affairs and Public Affairs for the Associated Builders and Contractors of Minnesota and North Dakota. Did I get your title right? You did. It's, it's a mouthful, but yeah. I enjoy it. Absolutely. Um, well, I, I guess, uh, so how long have you been with ABC now? About four, four and a half years, something like that? Yeah, I've, I've been with ABC now. This is uh, my fifth year, so I just finished my fifth legislative session. That's kind of how I keep track in my mind, you know, thinking back, okay, the 16th session and, and going forward here. So, yeah, five years. Okay. And can you talk a little bit about your duties there at ABC and kind of what, what your primary duties are? Yeah, so we're uh, Associated Builders and Contractors. We're a trade association of, of construction companies primarily commercial and industrial. So the folks that are building our schools, multifamily housing, hospitals, retail, um, up to industrial things, you know, uh, um, biofuel plants, renewable energy, things like that. And so my job with associated builders and contractors is to be their voice, is to be the, the, the champion for the issues that affect uh, the commercial and industrial industry. And specifically for our members who are, who are all merit shop contractors, meaning they're not signatory to a union, and principally, I represent those merit shop philosophy issues uh, at the state capitol, at city council meetings, school boards, and the like. Great. And um, so, what? Uh, what? Uh, I guess what's a what's a feeling? What's the mood among your members right now with everything we're going through, with the pandemic and everything else? Um, what are you hearing from them? Yeah, so it's it's been you know the, we just started the the first or the second half of 2020 and it, it's been a roller coaster for the first half. Um, you know, all signs as we were heading into 2020 from last year were looking really good. Um, contractors had contracts and, and projects either in the ground or about to get started. Um, January, February looking good, and then obviously as we know March hit and 
um, we had that initial kind of worry that construction wouldn't be deemed essential and these projects would be put on hold for weeks, months, or however long. Um, thankfully, the governor deemed construction essential, and so our, our contractor members and their teams and the, all the subcontractors under them could keep moving and they could keep building. And, and that was good, you know, kind of had that continuity. And just in talking with our members, both on the general contractor side, the subcontractors, the suppliers that help build these projects as well, uh, the mood seems pretty good. Um, the projects are humming along, people are busier than ever, which is good. Um, but as we look maybe six to 12 months out, there's just the unknown, you know, it's not as if people don't want to be building, they want to build, but we just don't know if project owners and the end users, be they on the public or private side, are going to want to sign those, you know, the big long-term projects and the like. So we're, we're, we're hoping there's not another spike and we can kind of get back to that roaring economy that we had going into 2020. Yeah, and I remember very well the, the recession of 2008, 2009, and, and for some reason, this, this seems a little bit different. It just seems like, like you said, things were just going like gangbusters, and then this COVID-19 thing hit, and, and, and you know, that just was a complete game changer, obviously. Uh, would you agree that this one feels a little bit different than what we've seen before? Yeah, I, I think so. The fact that there was really no no warning signs, you know, in February, nobody was thinking, oh, you know, in, in six weeks, we're going to have basically the economy shut down for a, a certain period of time is uh, no warning, which, you know, for better or worse, you know, we have to adapt and, and overcome. But yeah, it, it definitely feels different. And hopefully we can, we can get out of it soon and get back to normal way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Well, I know you've been around the, the, the Capitol a lot. You spend a lot of time there and you're pretty plugged in. Um, what are your thoughts about the, uh, the, the, the legislative session that we had this year and the special session and, uh, and maybe another special, special session to come? Mm -hmm. where, where, where do you think we stand there? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there is another um, special, special session, maybe the, the second one this year. Um, to just resolve or resolve some un, unfinished business, principally for our industry, uh, uh, an infrastructure bill, uh, a bonding bill, as it's often called, um, to get some of those critical projects throughout Minnesota um, completed. That you know, a lot of places in all four corners of the state rely on you know wastewater treatment facilities. Our members help build those roads and bridges, and the projects related to transportation. Our members build those uh, university upgrades and, and projects throughout the, the Minsky system our members help build those as well. And so um, that would be a welcome, welcome addition if, if the legislature can pass those. Uh, obviously there's competing interests um, geographically, the size of what that looks like. And, and that's obviously ultimately a political decision that the, the, the two bodies and the governor have to come, to come together and meet on. But ultimately if it gets done, that's gonna help the state. So from what you're hearing, do you think there, that will happen perhaps in the special session? I think so. I think it's more likely than not that it's going to happen. Um, obviously, it's an election year, too, so that's going to be part of the calculus for, for everybody involved, which can be unfortunate at times that political implications or, or elections can get in the way of, of good policy or, or good spending bills. Mm -hmm. Well, just to back up a little bit, can you talk about some of your uh, previous experience and how you got to the position you're at today. I know you, you, you went to uh, law school at William Mitchell, I understand, got your JD there and have a pretty impressive resume. And um, you just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I'll even start farther back than that. You know, I work in a trade association now in the construction industry. Um, but it, I guess you could say it might be in my blood. So when I was growing up, 
from a young age, my dad was at a, a different trade association, the Minnesota Utility Contractors, um, and he was their executive director. So I, I grew up going to job sites and you know doing the visits and kind of hearing about the construction industry, even though I was never in it, my dad was never directly in it. But so I've always kind of been around it and, and seeing, you know, he would do some of the lobbying there. We'd go to, I'd go to Washington, D.C. with him. Sometimes I'd tag along at the Capitol at a young age when he had to testify on a bill. Um, and so I, I was always kind of fascinated by the process of how laws get made, who the, who the different groups are, who, who wants what, who doesn't want what. And, and so kind of throughout high school, into college, that was always kind of in the back of my mind. I, I kind of wanted always to get there. I didn't know how to do that. Um, and so I, I talked to a lot of lobbyists. I talked to a lot of lawyers and who are lobbyists and, you know, how can I do what you're doing? What would you, you know, do for your next steps? And a lot of them said, go to law school. Um, so I, I got my law degree. I don't, I don't, I say I don't practice law, but I, I guess I can help shape the law into what it is. Um, the legal training is definitely a, an asset in what I do. It's not necessary. Um, some of the best folks up in St. Paul that are lobbyists aren't lawyers, um, but I, I think that training has definitely helped. Okay. And, and before that, you were, went to Hamlin and studied polit political science. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, went to Hamlin. So um, I had my Hamlin t-shirts and then I went to William Mitchell and had the William Mitchell t-shirts and now the two schools have merged law schools. So all my old Hamlin gear, I guess you can you say is back in style. Yeah, I was a political science major. Um, I interned with the governor, uh, Governor Pawlenty in 2010 in his communications office there and um, got to work on the executive branch side of things. I was also uh, with the Senate. Um, shortly after that, uh, while I was in law school, I worked for Senator Mary Kiffmeyer as a legislative assistant. So I worked in the executive, worked in the legislative branch. I don't know if I'll get to the other branch in the G, but who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And just looking at your resume, one thing I have to ask you about, uh, it looks like you were a bat boy for the Minnesota Twins and also worked as a clubhouse attendant. I mean, that's like every kid's dream job. What, what, what can you say about that experience? Well, it's, it's, it was a remarkable experience. I, I spent 14 years um, with the Minnesota Twins, um, a fantastic organization, a fantastic baseball team. Um, I, I, I saw the poster you have behind you there, and I think it looks like it's at Target Field, and I was yep. fortunate enough to get to Bat Boy there in 2010 as well. But I, I started there in 20, or 2003 at the end of the year, and as a Bat Boy, or as I kind of jokingly say, I'm an on-field equipment retrieval specialist. We like long <laughs> titles. you got to be specialized. Um, but it, it was fun. I mean, I got to have one of the best seats in the house to some pretty remarkable twins games, some teams, you know, in the, in the mid 2000s through 2010, uh, some playoff games, the all-star game in 2014. Um, it was a great experience, uh, but ultimately I had to get a big kid job or a big boy job. Um, I, you know, I was married. I was going to be having kids. Need to get a real job, so to speak. And I, I was doing that throughout law school to kind of help me get through, through school and, so you must have gotten to know some players like likes of Joe Maurer and uh, Tory Hunter. And uh, do you have any favorites or any stories that you can tell? Yeah, I mean, you hit on two great guys right there, both Joe and Tory. Um, a lot of fun stories. Some I probably don't want to share on a webcam or a web chat, but um, I always tell people that you know the, the Twins did a really good job, and they still do, of of bringing in not only good players but also good people that, you know, they, they actually, they, they care about the clubhouse staff. They ask you how you're doing. They, you know, the, they'll, they'll take care of you. They'll treat you to things. And it's, it was a neat experience growing up. I mean, I started when I was a sophomore in high school and did it all throughout college. So I really, I grew up with the team and, and 
as I got older, players started to get closer to age to me. You know, when I started, obviously, you don't have high school players, but, you know, everybody was older than I was, and I was kind of looking up to them. And as I got older throughout the years and in, in the 2010 and beyond, the players are all about my age. So it kind of had a lot of commonalities and, and whatnot. But, yeah, I had a, a lot of neat experiences, um, you know, kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's a lot of work. Um, but a lot of 10, 12, 13, 14-hour days, depending upon how long the games go and running errands for the players, things like that. It looks like you have a jersey hanging up back there. Is that Johan Santana or who's that? It's, I don't know if, if the video is – it's a Brad Radke jersey. So he oh, was okay. one of – yeah. So he, he's a, a good friend and, and a, a dear guy. So he, when he retired in 2006, it was kind of an emotional, emotional day because I, I grew up watching Brad and he's just a – a really down to earth guy. So have, have a Jersey hanging up. Nice. Nice. So um, what else can you tell us? What else is on your, uh, on your plate right now with ABC? What are some of the things you're looking at working on? Um, fill me in on that. Yeah. So, you know, one thing about being in a trade association is it's, you wear many different hats and, you know, I, well, I do the lobbying for ABC, you know, the legislative sessions only, you know, generally only five months out of the year. It's an election year, so um, ABC has always had a history of being involved politically. Um, we are state PAC. We have a federal PAC as well that um, ABC chapters around the country um, contribute to, and we, we spend, uh, spend political money to help get you know, good quality candidates elected and, and make our voice heard. One of the things we always tell our members is we get into politics or we get out of business because you know, if we don't have a voice politically, if we can't have our champions in St. Paul or at the school board, level or in Washington, um, somebody else will. And so we want to make sure we can be involved politically. So um, we get involved in campaigns. Um, we door knock, we, we help out candidates and do meet and greets, things like that. So that'll be a lot of work this summer. Now, obviously, it's going to be a little bit of a, a different summer, you know, where normally we'd be doing more in-person events. Um, we've had, I think we had five Zoom meetings with our congressional delegation, both here in Minnesota and in North Dakota, where we also have members too. So we're, we're having to adapt a little bit, but it's, people are actually kind of enjoying it, you know, doing, we're able to do more differently, if that makes sense. Yeah, and well, it'll be an interesting um, thing. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, no problem. It, it'll be an interesting year politically, that's for sure, to say the least. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. But um, that was just my son here who turned 10 and... Um, in, in May, and I have to say, we were talking about the twins before. Um, my son was born on the day that uh, uh, Jason Kubo hit a game-winning grand slam against Mariano Rivera and the New York Yankees. So I, I remember where I was at, at that. I was it was a Sunday afternoon or maybe a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, I was at I was at Hamlin. I was in the student congress. I was the treasurer. I was down in the basement of the student center, and this was you know before streaming TV. So I, I was watching it or listening to it on my you know ipod touch streaming app service and yeah. grand slam and i couldn't believe and there's nobody else down there for me to celebrate with but i remember that day very well it was on the road yeah yeah so that was memorable so i knew my son would be a ball player from that moment on and and he is a pretty good ball player i have to say so good good um but adam well, well great chatting with you is there anything else you'd like to say before i let you go no, I, I always enjoy working with you and, and talking with you about construction-related uh, issues and the legislature and how our members are doing. And um, I, I think if we, if we look ahead for the next, you know, three months and six months, 
you know, as long as we can, you know, keep building and, and there's legislation in place to allow that and no, you know, no regulatory burdens, hurdles that can really hinder growth. I think we're going to have another good year and, and 2021 should, should be good absent any extraneous circumstances, but yeah. All right. Well, let's knock on wood and hope it is a good year and uh, we'll be in go touch. Twins. Sure. Go Twins. Go Twins. Forget yeah. to go Twins. Absolutely. 60 games. Starting up here. 60 game season, right? Exactly. So yeah, I've, I've been really itching to, to get a sneak of the sneak peek of the schedule. I don't think we'll be able to go in person or maybe it's a limited crowd, but mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, they, they used to say it's a, a marathon, not a sprint, that long 162 game season. This year it's going to be a sprint. You know, you're going to really, every game is going to matter that much more. So we'll have a lot to, a lot to watch and be excited about. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. So, hey, well, thanks again, Adam. Great chatting with you and we'll, we'll be in touch, I'm sure. Sounds good. Thanks, Brian. All right. Yep. Take care. You too. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Beyond the Skyline. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. To learn more about finance and commerce or to subscribe, go to our website, www.finance-commerce.com. I'm Joel Shetler, Editor of Finance and Commerce. Thank you again for listening to Beyond the Skyline.